Welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. Service with impact is a concept that Lucas Oil Center is very familiar with. Community events and fundraisers are essentially second nature to their team. To get into the details of these efforts, I spoke with three members of the Lucas Oil Center team. Co-owner and co-founder Bill Floyd, Operations and Human Resources Manager April Maxey, and Marketing Manager Chris Payne. To start out, maybe each of you could go around and just kind of introduce yourselves to our listeners and explain what your role is at Lucas Oil Center. Well, I'm the oldest, so I'll start first. Um, uh, my name is Bill Floyd, and I'm the uh, I'm the co-owner and co-founder of Lucas Oil Center. Uh, that's a, a licensing arrangement we've uh, uh, put together with Lucas Oil uh, products out of uh, Corona, California, originally now they're relocated and they're actually headquartered in Indianapolis. Um, our name is also affiliated with the stadium, Lucas Oil Stadium, where the Colts play, the Indianapolis Colts. And it, we are a, uh, uh, what we consider, I mean, we're a state-of-the-art um, oil change, car wash, coffee bar. Um, we've just created a, a really beautiful facility that uh, was recognized by Nolan two times. Both of our stores have been recognized uh, as best looking loop centers in America. And uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on to the next person. I'm the second oldest, so I'll go next. <laughs> My name's April Maxey and I'm the operations and human resources manager. So my role is everything from daily operations and procedures to employee um, situations or new hires. Um, as well as I consider it also a full-time position that I would be um, Bill's caretaker and, you know, <laughs> personal, like, where is he at and how, where can we get him and how can we get him focused? And, um, but yeah, but I, I've had that job for 40 years because since I'm his daughter, so. <laughs> I guess I'll go next since I'm the, the third oldest, but. I'm not that much. I'm not. I'm not that much younger. So than than April, we're very close in age. So um, uh, my name is Christopher Payne. I am the marketing manager with Lucas Oil Center. Um, I also handle our e-commerce and our distribution efforts. Um, so I'm the one that handles a lot of our marketing as far as getting the word out about our events, our promotions, um, and basically anything that happens here at the stores. Um, I actually started with the company three years ago um, at the height of the pandemic. So it, it was a very interesting um, start. Uh, I believe my first day was a company meeting in front of the entire crew. And basically it was, hey, here's our new marketing guy. Uh, come up with a meeting plan. So <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a very interesting first day on the job for sure. But um, but I, I really love my job. I really enjoy what I get to do with Lucas Oil Center and and, and all the, the different fundraisers and and all the different events that we get to do and, and the things that we do in, in the community. 
Great. Thanks, everyone. So, Bill, you did a little bit of this when you were introducing yourself there, but I am wondering if there's anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about Lucas Oil Center overall. Well, um, there's one of the one of the things that that from the very beginning, uh, there, there was a sort of a, a misconception about our industry um, there, there, you know, there, there has been some companies and there's been, uh, this, uh, impression that some of these oil change centers and that, uh, what, you know, how honest are they and what do they know and those sort of things. And we, we set out from the very beginning, we wanted to establish a business that really was like no other, um, that was a clean environment. That was a very impactive business, a very impactive building. We had a, a, a major brand that was, was, our, that was tied to our name, um, we wanted to have a lobby where people were comfortable. They could bring their kids. Uh, we, uh, you know, they wanted, we wanted them to trust us. So we put pit cameras above and below the cars to show actually what we were doing on their cars. And it became apparent. Um, I mean, Rob, first of all, I'm, I mean, all of our people, and I think it's from the top down are very passionate about, I'm very passionate about cars. So that led me into this business, but we're passionate about people. And we're passionate about success and we're passionate about doing right and doing good things. And we found that this business platform that we had, we're, in, we're interfacing with so many people, especially with a car wash combination. There are some times that we've had, you know, five to 600 customers on our lot in a day. And those are opportunities that we can actually touch somebody and make a difference. And so for us, ultimately, yeah, we want to generate revenue. We want to make money. But it's how can we influence our community? How can we make how can we make a statement and and just be uh, good Samaritans and do good things? And I think between April and and um, Chris is sharing with you, you're going to find out that we've we've actually come up with some good events that uh, not only have they been um, valuable and and um, good examples to our employees, but to our community, we've made a difference in people's lives. And then in turn, um, it's made our business better. We've actually, we, it grows our revenue and we, we're doing a better job just because of how we contribute to our, our community. And that leads well into my next question for April here, because community involvement and in fundraising is obviously really important to Lucas Oil Center. So April, why is this such a priority for the team? And how would you describe your team's efforts in this area? Well, I would say that it is so important to be a part of our community because in any given day, like he said, we could have anywhere from 100 to 500 people on our property um, within a 24-hour period. And so when you think about um, our community, that's a lot of people. So our community supports us all year long. They are here doing um, whatever they needed to get done with their car, their lube service, their car wash. Um, you know, like he stated, we have a coffee bar. So it became something that was really in our hearts that we wanted to be able to turn around and give back to that same community that supported us all year long. Um, the other part of that is our employees are a part of the community that we are in. So while we might know people that are struggling or having different situations, so do our employees. And when it becomes personal, they become more engaged. So um, that was something that was really important to us. It's been great. And um, I mean, our whole staff is just really, really passionate about giving back and showing up on those days that we know that we have to be 
all in from open to close. And I mean, everywhere from our CFO to Chris, our marketing manager, to even, I mean, our car wash manager, every single person has to be in. And Chris, what is the process like of deciding what kind of events or fundraisers that are run and how do these events and partnerships come to be? Sure. So uh, we choose uh, community involvement that really affects us, you know, and things that are very important to us personally. Uh, one of the things that we do during the year is a Riley give back for Riley's Children's Hospital in Indianapolis. Um, Riley's has a very, very close tie to uh, our community. Not only that, but here locally in our building. Um, you know, April and Bill, April's daughter was, uh, you know, someone who went through Riley's Children's Hospital, you know, and, and Bill saw her go through that, you know, and so being able to give back to Riley is one of the major, major things that we do during the year. We do a radiothon. We do a, we do a give back here, and then we contribute to a larger radiothon that happens in a little bit later in the year. Um, but also we do a haunted car wash, which we started a couple of years ago. Um, we do that during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, we choose someone uh, in the community who's fighting breast cancer, and we raise money for that person. We don't donate the money to a particular group. You know, it's money that's going back to a person who really, really needs that money. This last year, we actually raised money for a former employee's wife. Um, he was actually on Bill's race team, um, and he was an employee, and his wife was very close and connected here. And, you know, we decided to raise money for her. And so we did um, a, a give back at our local racetrack where we, we, we collected money. Um, we did a give back day where we, we gave back 20% of all of our uh, car washes and oil changes that day. And then we did a haunted car wash for three days during Halloween um, to raise money. And we ended up raising $7,000 for her, for her treatments. And so we choose things that are important to us because, you know, if they're important to us and they're important to our employees, that is more buy-in to those people giving more and giving themselves to these things to make them successful, you know, and the haunted car wash, you know, we spent so many hours, you know, building props and, and doing things that, you know, it, it, it just made it an awesome experience. And it gave back to the community because, you know, we started doing this during the pandemic, you know, when people couldn't go and do the normal haunted car wash or the haunted, haunted, uh, haunted house thing, you know? And so we did the car wash, you know, and, and gave our community another opportunity to come out and do something that was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And Chris, you brought some really good examples into our conversation there of some of these events. So I'd like to open that up to everyone. Are there any <laughs> events or fundraisers that you've done with Lucas Oil Center that really stand out in your memory? I don't know. I'm, I was going to say another one. And because it, again, and I, and I would recommend this to uh, anybody in the industry is is address or support the things that are closest to your heart. Uh, in our case, it might be Riley or uh, breast cancer. In some in somebody else's area, it could be something that's unique to their either employees, or their family, or to their community. But we, uh, uh, my wife Brenda, uh, had MS and has as has MS, and so we began to get involved with the Tri-State MS Society, which is locally here with multiple, multiple sclerosis. And so we have golf fundraisers that we do. We did some um, additional fundraising with Car Wash here. And I would say uh, our MS fundraiser, our Riley Giveback fundraiser, uh, our breast cancer fundraiser, 
And then the other thing that we don't ever forget is we try to do anything possible that we can do to our veterans and our military. And so, mm -hmm. uh, for example, is we offer uh, discounts for all the military uh, all year long. But when it comes to Veterans Day, Veterans Day, we open up our car wash. We give our best top car wash, $25 free to veterans on uh, Veterans Day. And it's just uh, amazing to see a little token of a wash, what that does for somebody that's sacrificed their life and their family, and then the depth of maybe a couple generations below them that that turn around and support us because we supported those efforts but to their family and i mean that's what i have to say that could even that, go so. into our um law enforcement appreciation day this was the first year mm. that we participated in that and we kind of threw it together last minute just because it was something that we talked about and we were like you know what let's just try it and we got free coffee donuts um we offered a free wash to all of our law enforcement and we weren't really sure how that was going to go, but it actually went fantastic. I it mean, did. Mm -hmm. we had no idea that in our community, there was a whole group of people that felt that nobody supports them and nobody um, is there for them. So they just came out in droves that day and they were just so happy and they were smiling and thankful. And um, they also love to be a part of the community in a, in a positive way as well. And so that really helped kind of I would say, you know, give a little bit of a, a bridge the gap to the community and the officers. So I thought that was really cool. And for mm -hmm. me personally, um, while Riley's is near and dear to my heart because of my own daughter and um, I have and a niece, sister. Niece too. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I have a sister whose um, child has been involved in Riley for the last two years and really saved her life. And, and um, it's been a long road, but she is thriving now. And so that's been great. Um, but then also for me, for the breast cancer, there have been several people near and dear to my heart that we have chosen as our recipients. And the one that stands out to me, um, her name was Sarah Apple and we were able to do a whole day. It was so successful. Her family was so grateful. Um, unfortunately, since then she has passed away, but that day and that support that our mm -hmm community and our yeah. uh, staff gave will be something that her family will treasure forever so yeah and you know we forgot to mention also our ton of toys drive that we do as well You're right um, we we do a a toy drive we we partner with the local st vincent de paul um and we uh basically have people come in and donate toys and we donate toys ourselves and you know we try to make a difference in kids lives you know around christmas who can't afford to have you know nice toys and so that's a really really great thing i feel like we do during christmas that really really affects the community in a positive way mm -hmm. Hannah, if you got a chance to see those toys when they are all collected, it's unbelievable. There's a couple Incredible. of of tractor trailer loads of toys that get dispensed at this church, and I just cannot believe what how it started and what it's grown to by how many hundreds or thousands of toys are are now collected every year. Mm -hmm. Yep, a blessing to families for sure. Mm -hmm. This episode of the Nolan Podcast is sponsored by Valvoline. You've invested a lot of time and money building your Quick Lube brand. Are you leaving profit on the table due to labor shortages, limited inventory, or unreliable suppliers? Valvoline can help. 
Valvoline's premium brand can help streamline your business, drive traffic, and maximize your bottom line while retaining the name and reputation your customers trust. Not only can you get all of your products in one place with Valvoline, but you can also leverage their award-winning ASE-certified training programs. To learn more about what Valvoline has to offer, visit partner.valvoline.com or click the link in this episode description. Yeah, I mean, even just hearing you all talk about these situations and all the people that you've impacted, it just sounds like it's a pretty amazing experience to be able to reach your community in that way. And to see that direct impact too, I think is really powerful. Um, and I can imagine getting the the word out there about some of these uh, events is, is a, can be a bit of a, a big push, you know, to, to get information out to your community about it too. So Chris, how do you go about that? How do you get that marketing out there to showcase, Hey, here's what Lucas oil center is working on. Um, and here's who it's going to impact in our community. Sure. So we really try to start with our, our customer base because they're the ones that are going to be the champions for what we're doing because they support us and what we're doing. So we try to reach out to them, you know, in any way we can, as far as emails or, you know, through social media or through, you know, whatever signage that we have in our lobbies, you know, and try to get that word out to them. But then we also do a little bit of strategy as far as, you know, how we want to market to the, to the people um, in the community through like radio or through outdoor or even a little TV, you know, um, even though those things can be very expensive and, and can sometimes be out of the price range of a smaller you know shop. Um, we still feel that those are important avenues to still hit you know, to, to get the word out about these events. You know, this last year we did a real nice uh, video that we actually shot ourselves for our uh, haunted car wash. Uh, I was pretty proud of it because I directed it and put it together. And uh, I think it turned out pretty good. Um, uh, I think Bill would agree. Um, It was three thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, one of the more uh, pleasurable parts of my job. I I enjoy getting to, to do those kind of things, you know, but um, but yeah, we just try to hit up all the, the, the things that we feel will connect with our customers and our community the best, you know, and so um, we just do the best we can, you know, and, and I feel like we've done a great job the last few years getting the word out and, and getting people in. And, and I mean, it's just a testament to how much money we've raised for the different things that we do, you know, with um, the Rileys, you know, we're looking to go bigger and better this year. Um, we're looking to raise more money. And for breast cancer awareness, we're looking to raise more money and we always look to be bigger and better with our haunted car wash every year. And with every event that we do, we always look to try to, you know, make that goal a little bit higher each year, you know. So um, but but it is a challenge. It can be a challenge to get the word out through those different mediums. And so we just try to sit down and strategize a little bit and see which uh, we feel will reach our customer base the best. Well, and Hannah, the other thing is. Uh, our efforts have gone not unnoticed. Uh, Lucas Oil Corporate <laughs> has, uh, has actually uh, uh, made a commitment to us that whatever our efforts generate, they want to match those this year. So they're they're uh, moving forward. They're on board. They 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 agree and uh, they see the value as well as uh, they want to contribute as well. So we're excited about that. Yeah, we're, we're very we're very blessed. They, they've decided that they want to uh, jump in with our efforts with the Riley event this year. And so they are going to match whatever we raise with, with the Riley event. They're going to match that with us this year. 
Wow, that's awesome to hear. And um, switching gears to kind of an, an operation standpoint, keeping a lot of that in mind, um, April, what is important to consider when working with and, and developing these fundraisers and events, again, kind of on that operational side, what's important to keep track of? Um, I would say the most important thing to keep track of is employees because you've got to make, you got to look at the calendar and, and we kind of know around about when we're going to do these events, but we have to make sure we're staffed. And so um, in the climate that we're in, we all know that it's been harder to keep a good staff, but we've been so blessed on that. And so we got to kind of got to look, we got to look at vacation time because a lot of these fall right in the middle of summer. Um, and so we just got to make sure that we're staffed up, we're prepared. I mean, operationally speaking, the only way a fundraiser is truly successful is if you're prepared. And so we have got to dot our I's, cross our T's, make sure that we are doing everything that we can do to be fully prepared. We kind of have to think about it too, like what could go wrong? And we don't want to manifest a bad thing, but we need to know, okay, what could go wrong? And then plan for every possible situation that could happen. Um, the more planning you do, the more equipped you're going to be to able to handle any situation that would arise. Um, so I'd, I'd say that that is the most important thing is, is being prepared, having your staff there, um, and then making sure also that you're doing it during a time that you know it's going to be busy. Um, and that can be difficult because some of our, some of our, some of our cells are weather driven, you know, at the car wash. So we have to make sure that we are really keeping track of weather patterns and whatnot. But, um, but again, we, we plan for that as well. We always have a rain out date for everything. So, um, yeah, preparedness is key. And Bill, I'm curious from your perspective, if, there's a shop owner out there who's interested in implementing some more of these fundraisers, these efforts into their own shop. What advice do you have for them in doing that? Uh, there's it's a combination of things. Uh, one is, is, you know, they want to be passionate about it. I mean, it's, it's so important that whatever you're doing, whether it's whether it's the work that you're performing or it's the fundraising, you need to be passionate about it. So you need to select something that's, I guess, in your wheelhouse that that, that you believe in. Um, the second, the second thing is, is don't be afraid to ask for some help. Uh, we were surprised. I, I mean, we we found out that our car, our haunted car wash, as simple as that might sound, um, has turned out to be a really big deal. I mean, it it, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of uh, contributing factors. And they, our team has done a great job, but there's, there's, there's those on the outside that want to come volunteer and help us because they, they, they don't have the platform to do it in, but they've got the personnel and the people. And then the, and then another one is, is what your PSA or your public service announcement opportunities are. Reach out to your local television station, reach out to your, your radio media and those, because uh, there's an opportunity to really get some uh, exposure for no charge. Uh, they've, they've, they've got a commitment to do that. And, uh, and then uh, the, the last thing I can say that we're a little unique and a little different than a lot of facilities. We sort of really thought about this ahead of time before we were built them, but we've invested uh, quite a bit of money in our digital signage on our property. So we have digital signage in our lobby and we have digital signage on our streets. And so we have a lot of drive-by traffic and Chris does a great job in putting our, our uh, messages, our fundraising, our, whether it's uh, our promotional messages or our sale prices and things like that, but we utilize those all the time. So I would say investing in digital messaging 
uh, you'd be just surprised how much it'll do for you on drive-by traffic. Mm -hmm. And my last question here is open to all of you again. I'm just wondering if there's anything else you think is important to mention to our listeners about what we talked about today or anything kind of along the lines of this topic that you'd like to make sure we uh, chat about here in our conversation. Um, I'll say something. I think it's important as a company to find, um, as, as we've all stated your passion, but it's not just about the sales and the day-to-day. -day. You got to find a community um, involvement that your entire staff can be a part of because we didn't from the beginning have we're not just changing well, we're changing lives. That kind of developed over the course of our years of finding out that we love to be involved in the community. And the more things we got involved in, the more we realized, hey, you know, we are changing lives here. And, and like Bill stated earlier, it's not just that we're changing the lives of our breast cancer recipient or, you know, Riley's hospital. It's our employees, you know, when they buy a house, when they buy a new car, when they do something really exciting, we're celebrating in that because we know that, we have a platform where they have been able to be successful. So um, I just think it's really important for not only owners and operators, but managers to really, uh, everybody needs to get involved in the aspect of community and um, it can really spread like wildfire throughout your, your company. You guys. Absolutely. Done? Uh, I wanted to mention too, you know, it, it's great to um, also offer um, schools and, and things like that to, to give them the ability to raise money. You know, we also, not only do we have our fundraisers, but we have fundraising opportunities for different organizations, you know, through our car wash, you know, people can buy, you know, certain amounts of, of our car wash books and sell those and make a percentage back that goes back to their organization as well too. So, you know, I would even say, you know, it's important to give organizations the ability to be able to come to you and say, Hey, I would like to be able to raise money for my organization. How can you help? You know, yeah. and that's a great way for, you know, some of these places to be able to do that is by giving back to those, to those schools through a fundraiser sale or through a car wash sale or, you know, whatever it would be, you know, those are very important things to, to also be a part of the community. So you're not just doing the fundraisers for the particular events, but you're also doing fundraisers for anybody who is able to do the fundraisers. Yep. Those are great points, Chris. Yeah. Hannah, what Chris has brought up there is, uh, you know, for as I grew up and our kids grew up, you know, we were always selling chocolate bars. I don't know what else is out there in the fundraiser of the schools, but to have the ability to have these car wash books that we sell and that we give them to go to school and they sell them to their grandparents and their parents and this and that. Everybody wants a car wash. Not everybody wants a chocolate bar, but everybody has to have their car washed. <laughs> the amount of milk money that they get back is they get 50% of the money back. And there's there's not a lot of events that they could do that they have that kind of return. And so it's it's been great for both of us. And so good, I'm glad you mentioned that, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, visit nolan.net and follow Nolan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. 
I'm associate editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time. <laughs>